never prolific, but he was always more than that just about his goals. You know, wasn't embarrassed with the ball at his feet. Very accomplished player. Maybe even a touch underrated. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. The News Round on Off The Ball with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave for your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Now you're welcome along. So we are looking forward to the Champions League action ahead for obvious reasons. Real Madrid are in Manchester. We'll talk to Dan McDonald right across the football show. We will keep you updated. We have the not-so-small matter of Leinster-La Rochelle on Saturday. It promises to be a match for the ages, really. Brilliant, I promise you, assure you, uh, brilliant preview with Matt Williams and Jerry Thornley is coming your way after 8 o'clock. Not to mention, Saturday evening at the Three Arena, Katie Taylor does it in front of a home crowd. So Gavin Casey will be here in studio this hour to preview. That is the general plan. Do get in touch. 53106 is the text number. We are at Off The Ball on Twitter. Will is alongside me in studio. Hello. Even Joe. And Richie McCormick, what's going on? Lads, what's the crack? Yeah, all good. So, uh, I mean, sport's interesting this time of year, isn't it? We have uh, this evening in the Champions League. We have European Cup final in Dublin on Saturday, followed by undisputed world title fight in Dublin on Saturday evening and I guess whatever else you're having Manchester City to win the Premier League on uh, the weekend as well Will and um, that's less of a, a perilous question mark I suppose down the totem pole <laughs> yeah. in the uh, order of things as well there is a certain feel about Bernard Dunn fighting for a world title just after Ireland had won the Grand Slam and that they feel about it where a lot of people are obviously going to sit down watch the rugby between Leinster and La Rochelle and then potentially either go to the three arena if they were able to get tickets or watch it on the zone afterwards and Liverpool beat the Manx of course that was a famous part of Bernard Dunn's uh, speech Liverpool won Ireland won I've won and guess who was the first fight in the card the last time that Bernard Dunn defended his world title in Dublin not Katie Oh, yeah. Full circle. It's been a long time. Rigondeau in 2011 was the last world title in boxing to be defended in the city of Dublin. So it's been a long, long time since this happened. Was at that fight, believe it or not. Yes. Uh, We had commentary of it here in News Talk. Mm. Jerry Gilroy did commentary. And uh, I was there. It was very much on the weekend uh, sports show, which I was producing, Jerry was hosting. And uh, I can now more so like with the benefit of the subsequent year- years. But even at the time, I, I, I remembered it quite well. But I remember Steve Bunce, who was on co-commentary with Jer, saying, come here, come here, come here. I want to meet, got to meet this guy. Got to meet this guy. And this very strapping fella came over with a full head of hair. As he got to meet this guy, Tyson, Tyson, meet Jer. And Tyson Fury uh, had a chat on the air that he <laughs> going to do big things, this guy. I think he was still seen as Irish at the time as well, was he? I'm sure no? we're claiming him maybe. He I was, can't, yeah. Can't remember. But uh, that was also a night where I don't think we quite realised what we had in our hands in Rigondo. Um, Big Bang, Willie Casey. It was a struggle. Would have been a struggle for anyone. And uh, So 2011, that was the last world title fight in Dublin at City West. Yeah, well, that'll be a theme, I suppose, of the conversation with Gavin at half past seven. Dublin... Uh, very much vying and, and trying to say it's open for business again for boxing events of this magnitude although you know it's very interesting if you take it as a, a sample size of the coverage in The Guardian Don McRae's piece is yes Dublin is open for business however there Shadow is still loops, yeah. very much an underbelly to this situation and that's not good and it hasn't gone away so you know it's not like if you were for instance just reading The Guardian coverage you would say oh let's have world fight in Dublin ASAP um there's almost a sense of an exception being made here for Katie. 
because it's Katie, I think. A little bit, I think. Yeah, I mean, you can't either get away from the fact that Jamie Moore, who's been a previous supporter of Daniel Kinahan and an MTK stableman himself up until a few years ago, is in the corner for Chantelle Cameron, who's going to be fighting Katie Taylor herself, Chantelle Cameron, who formerly boxed under the MTK umbrella uh, coming into this fight. But there is, I think, definitely an overall, how you feel about this, Rich, an overall goodwill feeling about the fact that this is the overdue homecoming for Katie Taylor. And no matter what happens against Chantelle Cameron, that Serrano at Croke Park feels like it's looming and it's going to happen even when you look at what Eddie Hearn has had to say about how lucrative this fight has been even though they were looking mm. at it capacity under 10,000 as opposed to filling out Crow Park I feel like he's doing the soft sell of Crow Park happening later this year already Yeah there's a higher price point in terms of tickets and um, I know Chantelle Cameron will probably get to that clip a little bit later on touches on it when she was speaking to Ashling out in Dundrum today um, Dennis Hogan I think on this morning's OTBM hinted that you know Croker is going to happen I don't think like judging from what Heron's previously said be it you know different podcasts or in the news or whatever like Croker is still very much in their crosshairs and yeah I, I, I'd be surprised if it doesn't happen that depends on, on how uh, Serrano of course gets on in her next outing um, which is no uh, small feat either but yeah I like I, I'd, I'd agree with Joe I think this is if, if this wasn't Katie Taylor if this was a male Irish boxer headlining this event I, I don't think we'd be talking about a big Dublin fight just yet because it's too close to all of that. Like, it really is too close. And the stuff that's gone on in the background as well with potential sponsorships involving Conor McGregor and things like that, there's still a really uneasy, you know, buttressing to this fight, I think you'd say, um, that will take years for that kind of stuff to go away. It really will. And even the talk of where funding for certain boxing clubs and all that comes from as well, um, that's out there in the ether too. Like, it's not a good environment. And um, fingers crossed that, that basically everything will be centred around Katie Taylor and Katie Taylor winning on Saturday because the last thing you need is um, a distraction of a security matter going on. Yeah, I wouldn't say McGregor's involvement is imbuing me with a great sense of goodwill towards the event, I have to say. and mm. Not to talk about Katie Taylor as a brand or a sports person as a brand, but uh, for the purposes of the point, she is probably the most revered sporting brand in and of herself in the country. You know, any of those polls about, your, you know, the most admired sports person, she would top that list. So, I mean her and McGregor are just poles apart in terms of their general behaviour and yet they're very comfortable uh, team enough for this one it's, it's just another kind of um, well his pub aspect. and his stout are going to be linked to this forevermore. I think yeah. it's probably going to be around the ring apron and I believe Eddie Hearn is going to his pub later this week and I think Ariel Hawani is due to go there uh, possibly even to do a podcast or a fan meet and greet during the week so I'm oh. sure we're going to see lots of videos of Conor McGregor being closely associated with this fight and even earlier this week Conor McGregor was uh, continuing his claim that he would help to pay for the security if that was enough to get the Crow Park fight over the line yeah. so I think he's going to be incredibly linked to a Katie Taylor over the next few months mm. already is I mean this goes back to about four years ago I remember after the Cindy Serrano fight uh, Conor McGregor had got pictures taken with Katie Taylor and had been gushing in his praise about Taylor at the time so I think he's very clearly tried to align himself with the Katie Taylor story over the last three to four years as well mm. um, just to note as well by the way the fight is on, on Dazon so I, I suspect you know people akin to the GA Go situation they worry about it when it's on the date where do I watch that and then they they may be in for a bit of a rude surprise 
potentially just working on the assumption that oh, well, uh, there'll be a free-to-air aspect within the Republic. Perhaps it'll turn up an RTE or Virgin <laughs> or mm. TG Car. No, it'll be on the zone. So, um, Katie Taylor wouldn't be fighting this weekend, Joe, if it wasn't for the deal that Matrim had signed, which sure, is on yeah. this date was very much penciled in that they wanted a big title fight to be on this weekend. Like, there's no way they would have wanted to have this if you were planning it out on the same weekend as the Heineken Champions Cup final. Mm. And the Serrano fight may well have happened if they hadn't to, had to use this slot. Yeah, it is a pity though it's not free to air, I have to say. It feels like it, for the homecoming that it is, you would like if it was going to be seen by the whole country. Like That level of boxing can't exist without the paid TV element though. No, I know, but even just, just, with, it just with, can't. within the Republic almost, some kind of territorial rights, you know, sometimes you, you have that where the, like to use a very separate example, but if you take the European Tour in golf, it's very much on Sky Sports with the exception of the country that it's on in. So or do you have tended to cover the Irish Open, the Italian Open would have been on Italian TV and for everybody else it's on uh, paywall. And, you know, I don't know how many people in Ireland have DAZN, but it wouldn't be an insurmountable number for DAZN to, to cope with. But yeah. uh, There's some fighters here I'd really like to see as well, Joe. I mean, this is a homecoming fight as well for Dennis Hogan, we mentioned earlier, who was in this very studio earlier today, where he's made his name primarily in Australia. Cecilia Brackhouse, um, one of the other big stars of professional women's boxing, is on the card defending a title. And now, as of about 24 hours ago, uh, Paddy Donovan has signed for matchroom boxing from top rank. So Andy Lee's big prospect who was being talked about becoming a big star in the States is now going to box under the Eddie Hearn banner for the next while and he's been added to that card as well. So there's plenty of fighters outside of Taylor that I'd like to see. Is it enough for me to pay nine ninety nine? We shall see how I feel later in the week. Oh, you will. I probably will, Joe. Professional but obligation. But will everyone else. pay out a tenner to see it? I'm, I'm not so sure. Um, maybe not. Uh, Colin says, Jesus, lads, can we not just celebrate the fight for what it is? Forget the outside noise. I mean, the outside noise is pretty loud, Colin. Uh, you go and you celebrate the fight. That's not really our job, to be honest. So um, we're covering the thing in its totality. We will talk plenty about the fight as well as the outside noise with Gavin Casey in the next 15 minutes or so. We should start the news round. Huge game, obviously, at the Etihad. The news round is brought to you with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. Teams are in ahead of Manchester City against Real Madrid. Yeah, Man City's treble hopes could well go up in smoke tonight. They resume level at a goal apiece with reigning champions Real Madrid in the second leg of their Champions League semi-final. City made three changes from the weekend, but they are ultimately unchanged from the first leg at the Bernabeu. Just to remind you of that team, it's Edgerson in goal, a back three of Kyle Walker, Ruben Diaz and Manuel Akanji. Uh, John Stones joins Rodri at the base of the midfield. In front of them, you have Bernardo Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, Ilkay Gundogan and Jack Grealish. Erling Haaland starts up front. One change for Real, it's in their defence defence. The uh, unsuspended now Adair Militao returns in defence. Antonio Rudiger drops to the bench. So they line out with Thibaut Courtois between the sticks. Danny Carvajal, Adair Militao, David Alaba and Eduardo Camavinga are there back four. The tried and tested Luka Modric, Tony Kroos and Federico Valverde are across the midfield. And it's the front three of Rodrigo, Vinicius Jr and Kareem Benzema. Kickoff is at 8pm. Uh, so looking forward to this for so many reasons I think the image which summed up the first leg was Kyle Walker in a game respects game kind of moment coming up to Vinicius and two hands in the air let's high five this that was good fun akin to two boxers uh, to go with the theme of the evening he was saying his reaction was because he tried to rainbow flick him yeah. I didn't think Vinny would even try and do that but he did it was like I don't want to become a meme don't do that to me um, but it was very good natured and so they'll go at it again in a great way Every matchup in this pitch is just so interesting. Like the Modric 
Kroos, Valverde versus Rodri Gundogan. De Bruyne is amazing. Grealish versus Carvajal again is so interesting. Chatting to Kenny last week, he felt Grealish got into too much of a personal battle with Carvajal. And where Grealish has been so good this year has been not doing that and drawing a man or two and then slipping the pass as opposed to, I really want to beat Carvajal. I want to win this battle. But then Grealish himself was saying... Like all week people were saying to me you know around the team you know what Carvalho's going to be like and you could do this and you do that so like, I, you know he was very pumped up for it uh, not to mention I mean who could forget the armpit sniffer himself uh, versus Erling Haaland and then at the other end uh, Benzema against uh, Diaz so it's just so well set up you would kind of think first goal has a big say here if Madrid score you can really imagine them sitting deep, frustrating City, using all the know-how to make this a stop-start game. City get a little bit jittery and think, here all we go again. All of that stuff, yeah. Here we go again. City score first and Madrid have to come out and play a bit more. That's a very scary prospect for Madrid. So, I buckle up. This can't but be good. Yeah, and like I thought Rudiger against Holland was an interesting battle last week. There was a good physical battle between both of them, but I can understand entirely why they would want to get Eder Militao back into the team when he's available. Camavinga, it seems, is staying at left oh, back. Oh, sorry. That's I'm completely wrong about Rudiger. He's out. He's on the bench, yeah. We just listened to Richie a few minutes ago. When sorry, I was Jesus, at, Joe. I, I was scanning the City team. I just presumed Rudiger would be in there. Oh. <clears throat> so no, Militao's uh, uh, unsuspended. He was suspended for the first leg, wasn't he? Well, he's back in. What more does Rudiger have to do? I know. I thought he had a good game last week, but there is that feeling definitely with Ancelotti in recent months that Camavinga provides the protection behind Vinicius Jr. to allow Vinicius to do what he does down in that left wing. And on the right-hand side, they've gone a little bit more attacking in recent months with Rodrigo's good form, where generally Fede Valverde found himself over on that side in big games, but they've gone for Rodrigo. So Madrid have gone to try and stretch the Man City defence by putting two wide attackers that are very good cutting in. And so he needs a little bit of uh, defensive security behind them. So does Militao put his head in Haaland's armpit now? What is the tactic here? I'm, I'm very curious about this dynamic. I'm not sure Militao will get involved in the same way. I think Militao prefers to be, he lets Alaba do a lot of the attacking and he's more the kind of stopper and sweeper within that uh, centre-back combination. But that is their first choice um, centre-back duo. So Ancelotti is going back to the tried and tested and there's huge experience across that midfield as you've already uh, mentioned, Joe. And I said to you a couple of nights ago, you never ride off Real Madrid and put in some huge performances away from home this season. Dennis in Ballina rightly pointing out Carlo Ancelotti, lads, is two games away from possibly winning a seventh European Cup as player slash manager I know I mean he's uh, in the like in the most disrespected way imaginable putting together the greatest career in the history of football and also in the most (laughs) disrespected way possible the vibes out of Madrid are if he loses tonight he probably loses his job as well because they didn't retain the league this know, season. He, they'll give it to him again in three years' time when they're back in crisis. Uh, you know, we'll take Everton's Carlo Ancelotti, they'll say. <laughs> Jesus, lads, would you not give Will the evening off to go to the under-20 finals? It's shown on YouTube. No. <laughs> well, I'm going to watch. Work-life I'm, balance is not something that we're au okay fait with here. No, no I'm going to watch it at Stay half here. seven. I couldn't get a ticket. It's sold out. Is it? Yeah. The Dr. Cullen Park was uh, sold out for tonight's game. Wexford and Offaly, two groups of supporters, Joe, who are itching for a little bit of success. So therefore, everyone was coming out. But starved. Starved there. Yeah. 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 Uh, Conor McGregor's influence on this Katie fight is dot, 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 regrettable, to say the least, says Jason in Dublin. So uh, Luton Town are Yeah, Luton await the winners. 
Yeah, they are. They're waiting the winners of tonight's championship playoff semi-final. Middlesbrough and Coventry are goalless after their first leg with an 8pm start tonight at the Riverside. Coventry given a boost ahead of kickoff with manager Mark Robbins agreeing a new four-year contract there. Chelsea can go top of the WSL tonight if they win away to West Ham. Second half is about to get underway in the other game there this evening. Arsenal 4-0 up away to Everton. Katie McCabe scoring the second of those goals for Arsenal tonight. And the Republic of Ireland under-17s opened the European Championship campaign with a heavy defeat today. Despite taking a fifth-minute lead through Shamrock Rovers' E.K. Arazi, Colin O'Brien's side went on to lose 5-1 to Poland. They'll face Wales in their second Group A match on Saturday. Ivan Tony, Rich? Yeah, the Brentford striker has been suspended from all football and football-related activity for eight months after breaking Football Association betting rules. The England International admitted to 232 breaches between February of 2017 and January of 2021. Tony's also been fined £50,000. The 27-year-old can't train with his teammates until September 17th and he can't resume playing until mid-January. Mm. Yeah, it was always going to come in that form, I suppose, that ban. Yeah, it's obviously it's a, an ugly look for England too. To be yeah. fair, like because Gareth Southgate called him up uh, with this thing uh, looming now, and I know there's a presumption of innocence unless uh, you're guilty. But if you've got 232 charges hanging over you, you're either going to get away with all of them or none. Um, it's like what Southgate was thinking. It looked bad then, looks worse now, um, and he kind of gets what he deserves with this ban, I guess. What about, for instance? 115 charges in a, in a separate issue. <laughs> What's Richie's well, well uh, yeah yeah mm. I'd like yeah like no that's alright I, 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 I know it's a I know it's a separate case um, yeah. but again I know you touched on it at length with Gavin last night in the football show the, the, the fact that that's not a massive asterisk already besides mm. Manchester City season is um is is is, is quite something um, because it deserves to be there and deserves to hang over them until that's brought to a, a natural conclusion one way or the other. There is going to be an inquiry or a review certainly of what's going on in Kildare Camogie. Yeah, an independent review into the participation and preparation of Kildare Camogie sides will take place. It follows what's been described as the very difficult decision to withdraw Kildare from this year's Intermediate All-Ireland Championship. Members of the panel, the GPA, the Camogie Association and the Kildare Camogie Executive all met last night. The outcome, as I say, uh, them withdrawing from the Championship, looking into a review. Uh, but word out there that the players went into that meeting looking to continue on in the Championship. So what went on in the intervening minutes, it would be interesting to find out. Yeah. It sure will. I hope the report is published or certainly a, a finding with a bit of detail is published because it was a very strange situation to say the least. Uh, meanwhile, staying with GEA, we mentioned... The aforementioned. Will yeah. will not be there. No, awfully trying to win a first Leinster under-20 hurling title since the year 2000 tonight. They take on Wexford in that provincial decider. There's a 7.30 start at Netwatch Cullen Park. The winners are going to play Cork in the All-Ireland final. Will Offaly win? I don't is, know. This a, is, this a, is this a golden generation? It very possibly is a golden generation, but it's an incredibly young team who are playing. So six of the starters tonight would have played on the team in the All-Ireland minor final. So that just gives you a feeling they're 17 playing in an under-20 final, okay. which is a big ask. Um, Cormac Egan potentially could make an interesting piece of history as well. People remember he was the mulleted forward who was the key player on the All-Ireland under-20 football winning team in 2021. He's playing hurling this year with the under-20 team and he could become an under-20 provincial winner in both codes, which would be a great achievement if he 
used to do so. But I was really impressed by how Wexford played against Kilkenny a couple of weeks ago. I uh, was watching the Offaly game here when we were chatting on the news round and I watched the Wexford game at the weekend. I thought Wexford were really, really good. So I think Offaly would be mild underdogs going into it. And there's a feeling that team is maybe building for a year or two's time. But it is definitely a very good generation of players. A uh, question which is a touch inside baseball esoteric but you'll know the uh, whereabouts of Offaly Hurling back in the day the golden generation like the Dignan team mm-hmm. that was largely two clubs wasn't it Rhinas and Burr it was largely clubs who were in a kind of a 10 to 12 mile radius of Burr at the time it yeah. spread a remarkable amount beyond that where that was my next question so these days it's not still no okay. Michael Dignan's current club uh, where he had been chairman in recent years with his own lads playing on the team Brian's on the senior team currently but yeah. uh, Balamir Doro are providing quite a bit of that team right now including okay. people probably remember Jim Troy in 1994 yeah. would have been the goalkeeper that year against Limerick his son is in goal for this under 20 team his club would now be Balamir Doro again Michael Dignan's kids have played for Balamir Doro but the spread is been a lot wider and even unusually and this is very inside at the moment Bally Shinock uh, had a player on the minor football team that got to the semi-final last night uh, they beat Loud last minute was kicked by a player who's as far from the football stronghold as possible within the county so uh, the spread has definitely been interesting in the last four or five years oh, and good. even places like Edenderry where Hurling had uh, gone down to a very low ebb have got back Hurling again at underage so you yeah. need that in a small county It's kind of a remarkable thing that those two clubs produce so many um, in that era it was kind of wild Rich before we uh, run out of time you have some of uh, cer- certainly Chantel Cameron talking today ahead yeah. of the fight she's criticised the pricing around her unification bet with Katie Taylor this Saturday the undisputed super lightweight champion is the opponent for Taylor's first ever pro bout on home soil resale tickets for the three arena have been priced in the thousands and Cameron says it puts fight fans in a tricky position yeah, especially with the living of life, uh, living living crisis, I think prices were pretty steep because I know a lot of people wanted to come over. The hotels are obviously ridiculous money. Then there's flights, and then there's the hotels. So uh, yeah, a little bit steep, but um, just a shame for the massive boxing fans that can't afford it because the life is hard at the moment. People can't afford to to splinge on that sort of thing where you can sit at home and watch it on TV. But it's a shame for the general public that just want a good night and his history as well. So uh, it's a bit of a shame. I do do feel for the people that would have wanted to be here, but obviously the prices were ridiculous. Uh, last story or two Rich yeah Munster have given a squad update after their URC semi-final win over Leinster both Ben Healy and Jean Klein will follow return to play protocols this week having taken knocks to the head at the Aviva it is hoped the pair will be fit to travel with the rest of the squad to Cape Town early next week and Pascal Ackerman won today's 11th stage of the Giro d'Italia getting the best of a sprint into Tortona Grant Thomas retains the leader's pink jersey with a two second lead over Primoz Roglic and Eddie Dunbar moves up two places to seventh on general classification that's after Teo Gagan Hart crashed out today Thomas and Roglic were also involved in that incident but managed to recover Dunbar 2 minutes and 32 seconds behind the lead of the Welshman and Conor McGoldrick of Trek Richardson won today's opening stage of the Ross Talchin he pipped Dan Gardner to the finish line again it's awfully uh, around this news round in Burr uh, Foil Cycling's Joe Laverick was third this afternoon Very good Richie thank you Nice and lads Will thanks man Cheers lads your chance to win big. News Talks Cash Machine. Now rollover, so the new amount is 5500, €385.63. Text played 57557. Get your entry in by 3 o'clock tomorrow. And then if your phone rings, answer within five rings. And the exact amount in euro and cents, please. So again, the new amount is 50000 
385 euro 63 cents over 18s only text costs to euro 50 plus your standard message rate to play and you are playing across the GoLoud network of stations terms and conditions are on newstalk.com we will have a brilliant uh, preview of the Heineken Champions Cup with Jerry Thornley and Matt Williams after 8 o'clock next up though we are talking Katie Taylor <laughs>